0: You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. We are indeed uh, grateful uh, for this awesome opportunity. Uh, I don't take uh, any chance to to, to preach and proclaim, I don't take any of that for granted, um, and I I recognize that you all could have had any number of preachers and speakers, uh, not just from a regional perspective, but even from a global sense. And I thank God for this for this opportunity. It is good to be here. We'll uh, we'll not we'll not uh, labor too long. If you pray, I'll preach. And uh, I'm hoping that something is said that will encourage uh, all here to keep, to keep pressing on. Um, I'm, I'm moving a little bit and I'll try to remain steady. But uh, I have not been in a suit, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say almost, for six, seven months. Um, I've had the, uh, the chance to be in just a robe and, and uh, in service back at the church and then at work. In jogging pants and in, in shorts, and uh, with the uh, situation that we've been in, I've put on a little bit of weight, and so it's been a blessing that I could be in some some spandex and all that. But but uh, so we're so if I'm if I'm up here moving around, don't 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 get frightened. I'm just trying to get used to this cotton, if you will. But no, indeed, we are thankful and we are excited. Uh, to be here uh, this morning. I'll echo what my good friend, um, uh, Pastor Hasselhoff, said. Uh, I cherish the the friendship that is growing uh, between us. He is an encourager uh, to this young uh, pastor, and I thank God uh, for him. I I recognize so many. uh, Mr. Ben Snuck, he, he helped me to get get this thing right, got me here on time and all that. He's been working with me the last couple of weeks, so I thank God for him and and uh, my new friend, Mr. Mark Shell. Thank you, sir. Uh, good good music. Nothing like good music that lifts up the Lord. So with that being said, let's let's dive right into this. I I do understand that you've got some things that you need to handle for the rest of the day, but I, I trust that that there's a few things that uh, that will help you along the way. I, I preached a, a series a couple of months ago at my church. Uh, we talked about living life without limit, living life without limit. And in that series, uh, we looked at this thought, new keys for new doors, new keys for new doors. First uh, King, the 19th chapter, uh, and you are you are familiar with First with King's Old Testament. First King's, the 19th chapter and verses nineteen through twenty-one you'll you'll hear this. I'm reading from the, the King James Version. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was ploughing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he, being Elisha, returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto them. And the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy and divine word. New keys for new doors. History tells us of the story of a few that have chosen to live life without limit. That is, they believe life for the amazing potential, despite its twists and turns. They push the envelope, they push themselves and in turn, push those around them to be the best that they could be. They live without the limits that society would place on them, without the limits that even their own mind would try to encompass them. Lives where the shackles of society whispered, but did not deter them from greatness. Stephen William Hawking was born in Cambridge, England on January the 8th, 1942, into a wealthy, eccentric, and well-educated family. In 1963, Hawking was diagnosed with ALS, or Lou Gehrig's disease, and would succumb to the disease in March 2018. The disease gradually paralyzed him and took his speech, amongst other things. In 1986, a computer was designed for Hawking to communicate phrases and words. By 2005, Hawking lost control and use of his hands and began communicating through a device with movements of his cheek muscles. By 2009, he could no longer drive his wheelchair independently. However, prior to his death in March 2018, Hawking would become a leading theoretical physicist on the world's platform cosmologist, professor, and author. He taught mathematics at the University of Cambridge, married and had three children, and received countless awards in the field of science. Hawking continued his pursuits in the field of science, believing as Socrates once said, an unconsidered life is not worth living. In life, my friends, there should be forethought, goals and direction on this journey. Do not believe for one minute that life will come together by chance. As you matriculate through school, you will need drive and fortitude, an attitude that will not allow you to quit. But you will also need to realize that if you wish to attain your goals and most importantly, live by the awesome standards God would have for you, we must be willing to go to uncharted ground. We must be willing to take the path that is less traveled. We must below must be willing for God and his amazing call on our life to take place. Elisha, the son of Shaphat from the tribe of Manasseh, is such a person, one who God anointed for his work, a prophet in a period of unrest for the Israel nation. The book of 1st and 2nd Kings tells the story of the governing of the kingdom after the death of King David, to the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem by the Babylonians in 586 BC. The books, traces, the nations uh, divided in two sets of kings and their disobedience along with the disobedience of the people. This indifference to God's law would lead to captivity, but not because God did not warn his people. He warned them through the prophets. Elisha, not to be, cu- be confused with Elijah, Elisha was not a daunting, physical fig- figure. Scripture speaks of a young young man even laughing at him one time heckling him because of his appearance. When scripture finds him, he was content at the moment with helping in the fields on the family farm, plowing along so, alongside those that the family hired out to help with the everyday task of keeping up with the field work. The family appears to be wealthy hence the 12th plow that Elisha is leading. Yet we soon learned that Elijah would become the foremost prophet and successor of Elijah as a leading voice for God. The newness of the moment in your life does not slip us today. We recognize that many of you are journeying out on your own for the first time. Some are preparing to make decisions as it relates to majors and graduation and even job searches. Many are wondering where life will lead and where this semester will lead. We all recognize the newness that is up on on all of us as far as the national scene is concerned. The cusp of global changes, wondering what routine the pandemic will continue to change or what social issues will be the next headline. I invite you to keep one thing in mind as you maneuver through life. Adapt where necessary and trust God to provide the tools to lift you to the heights that he would have for you. Simply put, old keys will not open new doors. Scripture puts it this way, new wine is not put into old wineskins. And while this is ultimately speaking of an old ceremonial ritual mixed in with the new covenant, it paints a good picture for us today, that we cannot expect new things by doing the same old thing. We cannot expect our our studies to flourish in fall 2020 by doing the same routine that had us a subpar student in the previous spring. We cannot expect our circles of friends to challenge us if they do not change. We cannot expect our lives to grow by doing the same old routine. God is saying if you want new doors to open, then you've got to have some new keys. Now we understand that the keys to the kingdom or God's kingdom is the gospel. But what I'm referring to are the keys to our individual success and ultimately the ministry that God would have for us. Be mindful that all may not be in professional ministry or gospel ministry per se, but all of us have a calling that is wrapped in the advancement of the kingdom. A few nuggets from Elisha's calling to the ministry provides for us a solid path on how we get these new keys. And if you will, just for, just for a few moments, we want, to talk, we want to talk about one, new ground comes while we work. New ground comes while we work. Look at 19, it says, so he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was what? Plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. And I, I, I argue uh, this morning that if you're going to be successful, and if I'm going to be successful, then we've got to work. There is no substitute for work. There is no substitute for hard work. What I tell, what I tell my children is that uh, you may not be the most talented. Uh, you may not have the, uh, what other folks have is, is, as far as talent and all that, but nobody should outwork you. And what you should do today Asbury, is that make a commitment that nobody will outwork you. Folks may have more money than you. They may even have more opportunity than you, but they should not outwork you. You've got to make that commitment, even at this uh, juncture of your life. I, I know that many of you all are in your 20s. I hadn't seen 20s in a while, sir. You've got a whole lot in front of you, a whole lot of opportunity, a whole lot of potential. But make a commitment right now that no one will outwork you. You see right here, Elisha, uh, uh, God introduced him to his ministry while he was was working. And you all are Bible students, many of you all, when you talk about uh, those that have been uh, uh, put aside and set apart for great work, they were found while working. I'm thinking of Moses. Moses was on the backside of the desert when, when God called him to save his people. Gideon. Gideon was, was working when God called him into the, into the ministry. And again, I know that all here will not, will not necessarily be preaching and, and, and go into missions and all that, but I believe that God has, a, he has something for you. It is tied into kingdom building. If you're going to be effective, if I'm going to be effective, then be found plowing. plowing. Be found working outwork everybody around you there should not be anybody that works any harder than you you want new ground you want to be successful make sure make sure that you're working I'm trying to I'm trying to cut through this I I I know I've got a a time limit you've got some places to be but but Elijah won he 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 was able to get to new ground because he was he was working and then, and then if you want to be successful at this thing, if you, if you want new keys for, for new doors, if you want to, 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 to plow new ground, then you better, you better learn that, that one, that you have to work, and two, new ground comes when we prioritize. Look. Look at this. It says, um, in 19 again, before him, and he went with the 12th, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Twenty And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And then Elijah said to him, he said unto him, go back again for what? What have I done to thee? And you have to be careful with this. This, this passage does not tell us that we need uh, to, 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 to not have re- responsibility for earthly things. That's, that's not what this passage is saying. Uh, many of us uh, look at this and, and think that we can just uh, do what we want to do. But, but what Elijah is telling uh, young Elisha here, he's telling them that you've got, to, you've got to have priorities if you're going to be effective in life and if you're going to be effective in your ministry. Pat, scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things. And then righteousness, seek righteousness and, and all these things will be added unto you. You've got to prioritize things in life. One of the things, and, and I won't tell you everything that I did in, in, in school, thank God that we didn't have uh, cell phones and, and recording everything. Look, this is free. This is not even in my notes. Stop recording everything. Stop recording everything that you do. But, 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 but one thing that I, that I learned, and I learned the hard way, is that you've got to prioritize things. What Elijah was telling Elisha, he was telling him that you've got to put your priorities in place. Elisha said, I want to go, go say bye I'm gonna go say bye to those those loved ones before I go into the ministry. And you have to keep in mind that right here, it wasn't just a simple bye. It was gonna be a, a couple of days, if you will. And what Elijah was saying, he's saying, it's not that I don't like your family and it's not that I don't want you to put your family first. But what he's saying, he's saying, if you're going to be effective, then you've got to put God first in all that you do. And I'm here to tell you, on this day, September, in the midst of a pandemic, if you're gonna be effective, then everything that you do has to be spearheaded by God. I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you right now. I, I, I know that, that, that you're looking at it and, and you may not be where you need to be and that's okay. I, I brought up uh, when I was your age, I know I wouldn't have been anywhere near chapel and, and I wish I could say different. Uh, uh, but I know some of it, it's a requirement and I understand all that. But, but I wouldn't have been anywhere near chapel in the 90s. Not that I didn't, I didn't know the Lord. I, I grew up in church. But there was times in my life where I did not put God put God first. I even think about college and some days and I wasn't, I've not always been a preacher. Um, there were some, some times uh, even in college where I wasn't too focused on what God had uh, for my life. It was no time in college, quite frankly. I went to church because there were some cute girls that went. And thank God that I had the opportunity while there to get sound doctrine. But, but, uh, but I didn't have the priorities that I needed, and, and I paid for that. And so what, I'm, what am I saying? I'm saying right now in 2020, learn to put your priorities where they need to be. Everything that you, need to, you do needs to be spearheaded by God. Elisha Elisha took this and and he took this to heart. And and, and it tells me that everything that he used, the tools that he used to to farm, he did what? He he destroyed them. He even destroyed the, the oxen, if you will. And he invited all the people in the town, all those that were close to him, to see this. Symbolic of the fact that I'm getting my priorities in order. Okay, let me, let me paint the picture for you. What in your life right now do you need to get rid of? What in your life right now do you need to, to burn, if you will? What people do you need to get away from? What circles do you and I need to get away from? And, and what other circles do we need to adopt for this new ground? Look, I, I'm, I'm learning um, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So if you want to take it to new heights and you want God to bless what you're doing, then recognize that you've got to have priorities. So I've got to be found working for new keys, for new doors, for new ground. I've got to work, and I've got to have a willingness to work. And then I've got to, I've got to have priorities, and then I've got, to, I've got to dream big. I've got to dream big. Just this, and this is a fascinating story. I wish I had a chance to kind of go through it, but I, I'm just giving you a few, a few nuggets. In the second Kings, to continue this, this theme right here of Elisha and his ministry, uh, it says in 9, And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I should do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, this is Elijah going off, going away, translated dying. Elisha said, I pray thee, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. That's 2 Kings 2, 2 and 9 and 10. Elisha said, look, by the spirit of God, I'm, I'm headed out of here. And he said, you've been a good pupil and you've been a good student. But, but, but as, you, as, as I leave, you get an opportunity to, to get one thing from God. And he's saying, what do you want? I can imagine if, if some of us would have had the opportunity um, for that and what the things that we would have asked for. Elisha said, if I'm going to be effective in the ministry, he said, I want a double portion of the spirit. Not that Elisha wanted it to be better than Elijah per se. But Elisha understood that if he was going to be effective, that he was going to have to have the spirit of God on him. do ministry. What What am I saying? I'm saying if you're going to be effective, Asbury, learn to dream big. Learn to dream as big as you can and trust God that he'll give you the tools and he'll give you the opportunity to walk in that. I tell folks all the time at Cedar Top, and and like Pastor Hasselhoff said, Cedar Top is a couple of of minutes down the road uh, if you're walking or driving. I tell them all the time, uh, many of us are living below our grace level. God has has graced us to live well above where we're at right now. And many of us are sitting, sitting right there. And so if you're gonna gonna be what God would have you to be, learn how to dream big. And ask God for big things. And I'll trust you if you do those things, the things that I asked you and told you about to start with. You'll see new grounds and you'll see new, new doors. I'll, I'll end it with this. I'll, I'll end it with this. There was, a, um, there was a, 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 an eagle's nest on a mountainside. And one of the one of the the, uh, the eggs it it rolled down the mountainside, In miraculous fashion, it was it remained intact and, and landed close to some chickens. And the and the and the chickens uh, they had a, they had enough sense to, if you will, enough grace upon the egg to to nurture the egg, and eventually that egg hatched. And and that even though it was. appeared to be different they they continued the chickens if you will to nurture that eagle and as that eagle uh matured and grew the, the 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 eagle would constantly look up to the sky and see other eagles soaring and the eagle the eagle told told the chickens about his his aspirations to soar up there with those birds and the chickens would tell them they would tell them that you're you're you're, you're a chicken and chickens don't soar up there with those birds, those birds are eagles. And so every time the eagle would tell the other chickens about his desire to go a little higher, the chickens would always remind him that you don't do that, you walk with us. That eagle eventually died. That eagle eventually died never never soaring to the heights that God actually had for him. Only because he allowed himself to remain at the level of what those around him had told him. What am I saying? I'm saying learn how to speak life into your situation. Learn how to put folks around you that are going to encourage you in a special way. I don't know how many years you have left here in Asbury. It could be four, it could be three, it could be more than that. But make sure you've got folks around you that will encourage you in a special way. And you don't let anybody, even, even your negative thoughts, keep you from soaring where God would have you. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay. New keys for new doors. 1 Kings 19, 19 through 21, 2 Kings 2, 9 through 10.